welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, where we're focused on helping you love the life you already have through human design. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I'm so glad you're here. If you are feeling unsatisfied with your life, you're putting up with what does not serve you, or you're burning up all your precious energy trying to be something or someone you're not, welcome, my friend. You are so in the right place. We're here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. Using transformational coaching and human design, I can help you fully embrace who you are at your core so you can love the life you already have. I have an amazing guest today, Yulia Joyous. And Yulia has been in her human design experiment for over nine years. She's helped over 100 people to connect to their unique blueprint and start a process we call deconditioning. In the last year, she's incorporated essential oils and neurointegration. This triple combination helps to integrate the functions of the brain and body to work together for increased focus, creativity, emotional balance, and joyful living. Yulia has her bachelor in psychology and biology from Temple University, as well as certified in neurointegration practices. She's a presenter and teacher in human design, personal growth, stress management, and communication for individuals, parents, and couples. What an amazing guest. I cannot wait to get to know you better. So Yulia, tee us off by telling us a little bit about where you're from, um, what you do, what lights you up. Hi. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and this amazing introduction. Um, so I'm originally from Russia. I came to the States over 20 years ago and um, I'm actually always, always interested in um, helping and working with the uh, people. Um, uh, my um, initial uh, um it started with uh, that even back in Russia, I actually went into the medical school. I proudly say I was accepted to medical school when I was 16. It gives people a little shock. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not a genius. It's just the educational system um, is a little bit different that where you start your uh, like specialty straight out of a high school. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, but I didn't get it to finish it. I just did three years. Uh, um, and then we, uh, as a family moved to the United States, uh, where I pursued my education, um, in, um, biology uh, but then i realized getting into the full medical field would be too not much that's why i also got a second degree in psychology along the way um and i always like to communicating with people helping them um with their problems my friends always reached out for some advice and it felt natural to me um and uh, when human design came into my life um it just became um an extra tool first of all to help myself and actually better to understand and the people around me as well. So. Awesome. So where are you in the world now? You came in from Russia 20 years ago. Um, where did you settle? Uh, finally, I'm in Philadelphia uh, right now. So um, I have my mom, my sister. Um, I have three, um, two nieces and a nephew. And I'm uh, pretty much uh, enjoying full time being an aunt. <laughs> And um, and uh, I also um, love traveling, uh, meeting new people, seeing new places and um, just, you know, and being able to and be um, helpful and um, guiding people um, in their life, because uh, especially since 
uh, COVID hit, um, there's so many changes started happening uh, that people needed um, support into like reality, literally reality has changed. And a lot of people had a very hard time coping with that because like, um, you know, um, that uh, let's get back to normal. Um, even now that it's getting over, like that new normal is not the same normal as it was before um, it happened. So yeah, um, lots of changes, just a ton of changes for everyone. I know it's been um, like this slow moving natural disaster that's not quite done yet. And um, it can it can really be helpful to work with someone when when you're having trouble adjusting to so many changes. I know there's a lot of people uh, in the world that change is a dirty word and we're having so much of it for sure. Yeah. And I have a personal story, even though having all the knowledge and all the tools, it even when it first started, um, it was like, you know, because whenever it's a new thing and we never know how to deal with it. And that's during that time that neurointegration came into uh, my life um, uh, because um, with my medical and biology degree, um, how our body, how our nervous system uh, functioning, um, that's a new knowledge that I looked for to help me to move through all the changes that's been happening in my personal life. Wow. Neurointegration sounds absolutely fascinating. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about what that is? So neurointegration, it's pretty much connecting uh, the neuroscience and um, mindfulness practices together in the most practical way. <laughs> what does that look like? So um, it, I give, um, so you heard a lot of about like um, meditation or having a morning routine or importance of sleep and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. so self the self-care, mm -hmm. right? So the neuroscience is actually has this um, logical explanation to the all the importance, all the changes that's happening in the brain and in our body and all the biochemical changes um, that affect or depending on what are we doing and how it is important. So the one of the parts that I'm teaching um, in um, connecting human design is by sleep. And I and based on your um, human design type, there's a different like how you create your nighttime routine and how you actually go to sleep and how you sleep because it does vary. This is just the basic of our body needs because as you know, it's connecting to our body and understanding our bodies, and that's actually. Um, for me personally, sleep was always important. I'm trying not to skip on a sleep. And if I am, I know how to like re recuperate. Uh, but for many people, they like, oh, sleep is like, well, I sleep when I'm dead kind of thing. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> so, so, and that's what I'm trying to help people to change their mind and to have a better understanding of the importance of those many things. And that it's not just like some woohoo, like meditation or doing some things. There's actually... Uh, very much logical and biochemical uh, support to uh, why it's important to us. And I uh, practiced on myself, uh, again, uh, being 5-1 profile, I have to have a foundation and experiment on the things myself before I can bring it to people. And it really um, made um, just not having like, well, 
I, again, personally, yeah, I know like the people saying like meditate, meditate, but until I went through this process, I'm like, well, now it makes sense. Now I can feel the difference. And I understand the importance of it because our logical minds are still there that need that understanding of why do I need to do that? Yeah. And once you experience something, then you get the aha. That's like we call the human design experiment. And and sometimes I use that word experience because like I don't get what anything really means until I experience it for myself, you know, and it sounds like you're leading people into that process. And, you know, sleep will go crazy. Absolutely. It's start raving crazy if we don't get enough sleep eventually. I don't know how long that takes. Maybe you do with your education, but I think I saw that on Star Trek. They all went crazy because they didn't sleep. <laughs> right. It's, it's actually doesn't take much um, for after 24 hours, our cognitive capacity started diminishing. Yeah, yeah. They really cannot go much. So so it really um, the, the neuroscience behind it is that um, helps you to connect to your um fight or flight or freeze responses Mm -hmm. this is like that that deconditioning and experimentation um, that we talk in human design um you know um i'm personally again because the way my chart is made i have this intuitive connection to myself and to my body so it was never like an issue for me i might not have that quote-unquote logical explanation what's happening but i intuitively knew how to physically take care of my body and myself a lot of people do not have this privilege mm-hmm. or awareness yeah. so no having and understanding those tools and um, how our body works and again based on the charts as you know everybody's so very unique even if they seem so similar we know there's a slight differences that happening right so um my purpose is to help people to understand how their nervous system is functioning based on their life experiences based on how their body built and i give them all the tools and like in human design i say don't believe me experiment and understand what works for you because again everybody's built different um on that well they sure are can you tell me how did you um i'm interested in how did human design find you or you find it and um maybe what your personal experience with that was. I know um, we're talking, this entire podcast is dedicated to human design, but I still have people listening that aren't that familiar with it. And we really love those personal stories and just kind of like, so how did it find you? And what what's your story around um, learning and experimenting with human design? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's my favorite story. Uh, my friend invited me over to some... Um, uh workshop um i believe in uh philadelphia uh, she lives in dc and the workshop was in new jersey like a boarding state with us right so she she um asked me to come with her and um that's where i met um a lady who did tell me because like we started talking and i started saying like hey um i personally like don't feel like i have a lot of energy i always feel tired um i'm having troubles just like with the simple things and all that stuff right she said well it could be the energetic like depending on what is your energetic blueprint there's this thing human design and she was kind enough to send me my chart and actually the book by um karen curry parker and the first thing i did is just like i divulged that book like in 24 hours just mm-hmm. <laughs> to understand um, myself like what is applies to me and um 
uh, it literally was started like like reading some things about myself. Um, I was just starting getting emotional, like how accurate the things are. And this is not a fortune teller. This is not a hor- horoscope astrology. This is a literally like something printed in black and white and um, very deeply related. And then I ended up getting a reading from that lady uh, that's ended up being like over three hours. And that was a lot. And that was very like emotional too. Um, But again, I was ready to absorb all that information. And I started my experiment and uh, my life, I think, took a very much, I cannot say different course, but what it gave me, it gave me that... um, uh, self-assurance whatever decisions I'm making in my life they are right for me and the rest of the world uh, especially being like a heretic right <laughs> like <laughs> I kind of like ex- accepted that the world won't kind of like uh, be uh, it will be weird to a lot of people but I stood my ground just like I had that strength within myself to walk my own road and that was the biggest uh the biggest uh, gift that I got from um, having the human design knowledge. And the second part of it was, is that I started doing the people, especially close to me, their charts and understanding their charts. And it opened like my heart more of accepting them. It's kind of like, well, you know, sometimes brain is like, well, why you are the way you are? Like, why can't you be this way or that way? Right. (laughs) When you Mm -hmm. see in the chart, you're like, well, they are the way they are. And you either love them or you got to like, you know, move on. And um, the most interesting part was out of this whole thing. Um, my sister started having her child after child after child. And my family would have like make a little fun of me. Like the moment I knew the time they were born, I would oh. run the chart. of course. <laughs> Oh, check with Yulia. We want to know their chart. <laughs> well, they weren't that much interested, but I started to telling them how the kids are going to be mm-hmm. and they're like well what what do you mean like it's just like little silly thing and then um like maybe two three months you know how is the baby's personality started coming out and and as they get older it helps so much both my sister us like to to guide them as they are mm-hmm. instead of trying to put them into some kind of mold because they were saying like why she's like acting like this or why he's like that I'm like don't worry this is just how they are <laughs> just accept it love them and let them be and I think that that was the other um like the biggest part of human design that um as I said I love working with parents and children um, to help them to to guide into just being accepted and not try to put in some kind of mold or box and just let them be. That is so wise. So wise, because I have a similar story. And that as soon as I heard about human design, I needed to know absolutely everything about it. And I read uh, Ra or whose book to start with a little light reading. (laughs) <laughs> not like <laughs> uh, <laughs> start. I want the textbook. I don't want any of the other people that are interpreting. I want all the information. That's my defined head and Ajna going. I want to know everything. I need all the details. And um, as I really experimented and um, lived in in seeing my very own design and how I'm kind of designed to fit into the big picture, and you know maybe things that I thought were not so great about me had some real gifts behind that. It was designed that way on purpose and it helped me accept and love who I am inside. And then it started shifting so that when I see other people, that judgment 
It's just not there. It's like they are how they are. They're designed their way and I'm designed my way. We have different ways that we make decisions and ways that we communicate and ways that we interact with the world. And it's perfect for each person. And it really brought um, a deeper sense of compassion and love and, and there's just no judgment. And I just staying in this curious mind, like, I wonder what their profile is. You know, I see someone doing something and it's like, Oh, I know they're a projector. I know what that feels like now when someone's a projector, it's like, why are you looking at me? Why are you still looking at me? How come you're still looking at me? And I'm like, Oh, they're a projector. They're designed to sort of read you and penetrate into your own aura. So it's just fascinating. The journey that we take into this for sure. And there are so many aspects of human design. We could talk about any one of a billion things. Is there anything currently in human design that's kind of got your attention or lighting you up? Uh, the relationship uh, chart, mm. you put two charts together yeah. and um, how uh, different channels influence each other and um, how different compositions are of it. Um, that's really helped me in my own like love relationship. Um, it um, uh, it's perfect. Like when we put our charts together, um, uh, we have the open hat. So, mm -hmm. so we literally like connect through that um, open um, path together and we can clearly see how that's happening. And um, just the um, interesting to see the interaction and when we come with the different people, how not necessarily the personality changes, but how much it affects us um, personally and the other person um, along the way. So that's, that's my big one um, that I love to do. Yeah. Relationship charts are fascinating. I was just having a conversation with someone this morning about those. Do you study deeper into the relationship chart and what is happening with those channels? Some of like compromised channels, electromagnetic channels and um, dominance channels. Right. Can you yeah. speak to your experience? Like if a couple has like four compromised channels, and they're the, like, can you work with somebody at that depth of human design? Yeah, absolutely. That that will tell me that um, what I actually like to do is um, somebody comes like, well, how am I with this person? I'm like, before I'll do that. Um, and that's from the teaching by Ra uh, that don't do it just for one person. And I feel like it's kind of like cheating the other person. Like if one person has all the quote unquote power, right? I want everybody to be equal and aware because like one, if it's just aware, what's their type and strategy and the other person type and strategy as well very important and then based on that then i can tell like who is like dominating where so they don't take it more personally on that right and those electromagnetic they always like the yummy ones that bring the, <laughs> the energy yeah, ones. delicious <laughs> channels i want to step into that right and yeah. um that's the ones that also like they can see like they they always come together and um i i do love to tell people um first individually but then as a couple, um, how it affects. And I have a big interest from parents to know how they are personally interacting with the child and what effect they have on each other because it's one of the closest and deepest relationships somebody can have in their life. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, I don't currently do any readings for um, people and children, but I do have a lot of folks, um, man, woman, woman, women relationships, man, man relationships where they want to know 
you know, we always seem to butt heads on the same thing, you know, what's going on. And it's um, very clearly will show up in a channel that's uh, meaning. Oh, so one has a hanging gate and the other one has the whole channel. Is that right? right, right. Yeah. Yes, and yes. when that happens, there's there just seems to be friction in that area mm-hmm. all the time. And, and I don't believe that that will change, but how we deal with it can change, right? When we have the understanding and the awareness, right? Is it, yeah, does that work the same way with parents and children when you know <laughs> that's going to be absolutely because, because like, uh, just well, like, for example, my sister has an open emotional center mm-hmm. and uh, two out of three children has a de- defined emotional center. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she gets triggered a lot by those children. And um, it's very interesting. So um, just centers is one of the big ones and the channels that, that those, like you said, like that's frictions happening. Absolutely. Just having the awareness that helps us, um, you know, calm ourselves instead of becoming reactive. That's again, where the neuroscience and mindfulness practices come mm-hmm. into the place where you start self-regulating better and understanding, like, there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me. It's just that we're different and we're trying to bridge those differences in a, like, you know, cognitive, civilized way to, um, you know, and believe me, with all my knowledge, especially with the children or with somebody who's very close to you, you do get triggered. You do get, you know, at some point on where you like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But, but. I like when to, oh, talk- in a civilized way, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a look at this and then we're going to have some coping tools. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's um, it's amazing tool to help us see ourselves and uh, be on ourselves as well. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I, I like talking about the relationships and the channels and the centers and, and that kind of stuff. It's like, um, I seem to be... Um, for a period of time was triggered by um, people who have this, I call it, it's the all about me channel when they, <laughs> they have the defined will center and mine's undefined. And I it was, it's 10. Oh, uh, that channel? 1034. Uh, yeah. 1034. That's the one. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I got into the same room or the same proximity with somebody with that channel, it would be sort of triggering. It would be like, oh, there's that thing. Oh, there's that thing. And it's kind of the universe's way of helping me sort of decondition that center is really bringing it into my awareness kind of over and over again until I realize that's what's right for them. Them on a personal journey is their journey. And I'm on an interpersonal journey, which is my journey. And learning how to desensitize to that. And it's like the channel of judgment that goes from the sacrum to the, to the spleen as well. Mm -hmm. It's like um, this channel of judgment and I don't have it. And people that do have it, I tend to go, Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) we call it triggering or a little owie spot. But again, the more we experiment with this and the more I'm exposed to it, the less it triggers me. And again, the deeper, understanding is that that's the way they're designed. If you have a a channel of judgment, you can see things in the world and the solutions to them that I might not be able to see. When you step into the gift of that channel, it has a whole different feel to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like everything like has a duality to, you know, we have a a true self and, um, 
not self, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, I feel like that what that the whole deconditioning process and this whole rewiring of ourselves, because you know it takes like a seven years, we get the whole new body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even though uh, we do not get our new neurons, but what we can do in our body, we can create a new connections. And how it works is like you know you used to drive uh, to from point A to point B just one way right and then you start but the other way is even getting to the same maybe point it's like the whole forest in there so or you actually going to the like uh, point c let's say that right so what happens is you have to actually first to break through that forest build a new road in order to uh, connect to that new point c right if like you're creating a new uh believe on your like system within your like new something new for yourself right Mm -hmm. um so eventually what happens the more you work on creating that connection to the point c the point b eventually is you know once you leave it alone the nature takes over right Mm -hmm. and that bridge eventually gets to forested and you know the road is lost right so the same thing with our deconditioning process is kind of like there is this um hidden mind city that was already given to us and we're finally going through the jungle to connect with everything within it does it make sense i'm sort of yeah yeah i was um you were talking about creating new neural pathways right right Right, and, right, um, right. Yeah, so that's what yeah. you're doing. So, so we're kind of doing the work of connecting to what is innately was given to us and severing the connection from the conditioning from outside the world. Right, right. And again, like in nature, once you abandon that pathway or that trail, it grows back over and you're not as likely to fall back into the same rut or path, right? Exactly. Excellent. Exactly. I love that analogy. That's really good. It is. And it's like creating new neural pathways. And when to do that, it takes a specific amount of time. It's not like seven years for a neural pathway. How long to... It, it all depends. Like, you know, the saying that's like it takes 21 days to um, to create a new habit. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know who came up <laughs> with that, that term. That sounds random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like something... <laughs> Yeah, it might take some, it depending on, I guess, like how close and like there's so many factors will come in um, again, like from personality and everything else. But it might take from seven days to like year or more because um, for everybody, it would be a different road. I'm still oh, yeah, working yeah. on some things, knowing my design and having the tools to creating some new habits and some ways that supports me along the way. Well, and I guess it would probably depend on what kind of roadblocks you have to the new neural pathway. If we use that same analogy, you know, if there's some boulders in the way and there's some trees down where you're trying to build a new neural pathway, those boulders and trees may show up looking like beliefs about ourselves, right? So right, right. Yeah. Beliefs, if you don't believe it's true, it may be difficult to create a pathway through that. Exactly. And that's the part of like um, some people uh, with the parts, as you probably um, came across of it as well, with the, some parts of a human design, people say, well, it doesn't sound like me 
right? Like some were like, oh, that mm-hmm. sure does sound like me. And some was like, well, it, that doesn't sound like me. And I think what it does, it's kind of like triggers the person and makes them think about it. Maybe I am, maybe something I've forgotten. Like, you know, there is some questions that people can ask about their aspects of their personality. And that could be like starting the process of the deconditioning and building the new your pathway to, mm-hmm. to get back to who you are. For sure. And when I hear that, oh, that doesn't sound like me. I know that that area has been conditioned, right? From outside okay. influences, whether it was our parents meaning well, um, yep. to really our ancestral lineage, like it's stuff that we can actually inherit that way. Um, mm-hmm. Oh no, that doesn't sound like me. And that generally tells me there's some conditioning there. And I think if we delve a little bit deeper into uncovering what that is, we can let that go and it opens up that new neural pathway for the new experience that we, we that we want to have. Right. The, the part of it of creating it is actually and the part of a happy and joyful life is the curiosity. Mm. That's the curiosity that helps us to actually to go and discover new things in life and be open to it. So once we start becoming curious about ourselves, I think this is the biggest gift we can give to ourselves first and then to the world. Because once we're curious about and open to ourselves, we'll be more open to the world as well. Well said. Well <laughs> said. Very good. That's awesome. Awesome. So, um, What do you think has been the biggest impact for you in your life since really um, stepping into your human design? Um, The biggest impact? Mm -hmm. Well, that like we talked about it earlier, that self-acceptance more because um, I always felt like the a little bit odd around people and um, um, and now understanding my own design, it's um, kind of sense and it's okay to be odd for me and uh, needing like pretty much like drumming to my own drum and making my own path and not uh, always like um, a falling or converging into uh, what other people are doing. Um, and um what happened um, during the uh, pandemic uh, is um, I kind of like lost my way. I lost that connection um, and I fell into that um, pretty much that felt like a very dark, like the darkest part of my life. Um, mm. And um, what's so interestingly is from outside, this is like the connection inside and outside, outside in my life, really nothing has changed, right? But inside there was this whole process. And interestingly, like I think I hit my seven year mark in human design. And I'm like, is this is what it is? Like you finally felt like you reached the pinnacle and then you like fall down into the pit again. Um, But um, uh, what, um, and I lost that connection to myself and to the human design. Um, And uh, I've been in that probably like for good six to nine months. And um, um, I, I, and I was thinking to myself, how people live like that all their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my friend who, by the way, introduced me to uh, like, was a connection to human design. She was telling me like, just hang in there. You will find yourself back to yourself. At least you know how it feels. Mm-hmm. So, 
so I think this is the the biggest gift the human design gave me is that um, um, it was that uh, pull that that strong pull with within me. I just lost the grip on it, and I was able finally to to get it back. So mm. I think that was the biggest gift I got from it. Yeah, yeah. I think that when we stick with it, it always leads us back to our true self. It does. Yeah. It yeah. Does. And, and I imagine losing touch with that has got to be, I don't know what that would feel like. I can't imagine it would be a great experience. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, but I feel like sometimes I curse myself because I, I had such a great experience with human design and I had a, a hard time, like, well, how do I connect people to it? Right. Because again, I'm naturally, was already connected within myself, right? So it was kind of hard for me to imagine how it feels to other people not being in touch. So I got to experience it and um, it's not pretty. <laughs> so so I want to help people to actually to connect to themselves and being able to uh, be their own guide in life. I think this is the biggest gift that we can get with it. Absolutely. And speaking of which... Is there anything we haven't touched on yet that you think is important to bring up today? Um, I do want to touch on the uh, part of uh, holistic approach just to life and to ourselves that because mm -hmm. um, because your whole channel is about it and um, the human design is just the one part of it. Um, as you mentioned, um, I use neurointegration, but also the essential oils, which I just recently discovered for myself. Um, I heard about it, but when I was in the dark space, it really um, helped me by using the oils, like take care of my emotions and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me um, just ground myself and to better to connect to um, myself um, and like what is right for me. And um, that's the tool that I regularly use now. Um, we talked about the sleep, like I don't fall asleep without putting my magic oils. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I noticed the difference, um, the, how well I sleep uh, whether I use it or not, which is interesting too. So yeah, the part of it is that um, if you completely, you are interested in, but um, you're not familiar with the human design or neuroscience or essential oils, um, just as we talked about earlier, be curious, be curious and experiment what can help you and um, find uh, the person that you can connect with because when we are open um, to the person who is giving us the information, we're more likely to use it on ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, so just, um, um, I think that's uh, the important part is that um, connecting to our bodies and listening to it and to um, understanding uh, what is happening because unfortunately world taught us tune out and just being in the go mode and achieving mode that we so much um, ignore uh, the signals of our body until it's we're sick something broken, we get into the accident, or something literally, literally puts us at the stop um, to, to understand what's actually happening with us. I That is such a good point, and that most of us are not in our body. We're in our, in our mind, or we're future tripping, or worried about the past, but we're not in the present moment in our bodies. And I love the essential oils. I want to talk about that and bring that up and really highlight that essential oils are an amazing tool 
to get into the present moment, into your body and, and get grounded and that they're helpful in a lot of ways. Um, I've been a licensed massage practitioner for um, 22 years now. That was the first delving into the the healing the healing art, so to speak. And I have lavender by my bed. I have lemongrass at my office. I have like, so I have all these different and usually a single note for me, my strongest sense is smell. And if it's a blend, it can get um, confusing for me. But simply putting lavender on a cotton ball, ball and sticking it in my pillowcase can have me basically waking up in a puddle of drool because I've slept so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone I've said that. <laughs> but I mean, there's some really radical results just from smelling an essential oil. And um, if I'm really like spun up in my head, I can actually put just a little bit on my temples. Now, not all oils can be used on your skin, right? But, right. Mm-hmm. but there's some of them like lavender that's so gentle that can be used just about anywhere. And it just has this grounding sort of calming effect really right away. Are there other uses in oils that you recommend to people who are really suffering from that high stress out of body sort of existence? Um, absolutely. Um, some oils are um, can actually take internally, and I would uh, there is a specific plants that I would take it that actually would help to calm down. And if there is an anxiety and all that stuff, or you know, you might go into the stressful situations. And of course, it's uh, topically um, again not oils like depending on the different strength, but usually it's either fractionate coconut oil or some unscented body lotion and just a few drops. It will have the same effect as um, a smelling an oil is just because our body can absorb it into so many different ways and um, get into our bloodstream and um, it works the same and um, there is a separate one uh, not separate one but there is a ways to uh, properly to administer it to children mm-hmm. and I noticed it again with my um, two nieces and nephew it does work magic like I, I always have a few roles and they know like auntie gives them a little role and they already already know what they need to go through and um yeah it uh, it does uh helps a lot to regulate um uh, and again uh if uh, i personally might recommend something but that smell does not resonate with the person it doesn't mean um i'm wrong or you're wrong it just doesn't work for you at this time mm-hmm. and um, some people take some time to get used to, to some oils and all that stuff. So, but it's, like you said, it's an amazing tool for just to connect into our bodies there. I'm not going to go into the science behind it, but <laughs> especially with the smell, but it, it really has amazing effect. And I'm so happy that it's becoming, um, you know, more, not quite mainstream, but the part of the tools that we can use to, to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. And as you mentioned at the beginning, sleep is so important. And if, you know, if we can avoid taking sleeping medicine, it has a lot of side effects and instead use an essential oil or a blend or, you know, any one of a number of ways to use those. I think that we're doing ourselves a really wonderful service in stepping away from 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 some things that aren't quite as supportive of our health we, in the long run, we, right? We, we are more powerful than we let to believe. Like mm-hmm. I think 
it's the time for us to take our power back and to become advocates for ourselves, for our um, mental, emotional, physical health. And uh, if you're struggling, um, if you have low energy, um, if you're um, having trouble sleeping, um, you know, doctors are trained in to do their thing. But uh, be an advocate and be curious for yourself to find out uh, how other ways you can help yourself. Yes. And that was a very powerful statement that you just made. Take our power back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that that's what the like. And I think that's the what the human design um, did for me. It, it gave me my my power. Yeah. Wow. wow. Brilliant. And if I wanted to work with you. Yulia, where would I find you? So I'm in um, Instagram and it's um, uh, life.by.your.human.design. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not quite convenient. I should probably change it to Yulia Joes to make it simple. Oh, that's fine. What we're going to do is I'm going to put those links below <laughs> today's show in the show notes so that all you have to do is um, just go right to the show notes under today's episode, click on the link. We're going to have a LinkedIn, Linktree, Facebook, um, TwitFace. Some, we'll find all of your links. <laughs> right. We'll yeah. get them down there so you can click on it because you have some real brilliance that um, many of us could benefit from working with you. Do you have like any specials or types of programs? How do you um, generally work on like one-on-one or groups? Or um, what do you for- offer? For now, I do one-on-ones only. Um, so all the information that people can contact me directly. Um, uh, one of the links will have a calendar schedule. Um, and also, um, I will um, run once in a while uh, master classes, just in general, talking about what we talked, um, just to people give an idea of what is human design, what is neurointegration and the essential oils. Um, and um, there is in my Instagram, there is a link for the form to fill out to, to request to get the information when I'm running the master classes. Oh, lovely. I can't wait. No. Awesome. So anything, uh, any final words? Well, my final words is, first of all, thank you, Laura, for having me. Um, that was a very um, inspiring conversation. I, I love my um, human design. I love to talk about it. And um, I just, uh, my, can I share just a little, my ultimate a wish is that uh, whenever people live with the newborn out of the hospital, they get their human design chart and their basic information, who they just welcomed into this world. Oh, beautiful advice. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yes, you just brought this new human being into the world, into your home, into your life, like forever. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be amazing to see how they're designed? What to expect? What yep. is their what is their life purpose and challenge? Like we we get all that stuff from the chart. That would be excellent advice. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with me today and sharing your wisdom. And really, I love the way you said that out loud. Take our power back. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's take our bow back. Thank you. Let's let's do for sure. So thank you so much. You're welcome.
Be sure to check back for more episodes coming soon, my friends. You can find out more about me at laurajadair.com where you'll find all my coaching program details and offerings designed to help you love yourself just a little bit more today. Until next time, my friends, be so very good to you.